0: How are you? This is Anthony Murore on Book Talk at Bookplace. And today we are very lucky to have one great person here who is none other than uh, Steve Howard. Steve is someone who's got a lot of experience. He's got 40 years of international senior sales and marketing experience. And Steve has authored 22 books, I, I, yes, I said 22. And today <laughs> we are lucky that he's with us and he's come to share with us one of the books, which is how stress and anxiety impact our, us. Yes, but he's going to put it very right for us. So without taking more time, I'm going to introduce to you uh, Steve Howard. Welcome to the show, Steve.
1: Thank you, Anthony. I love your energy. I love this. <laughs> a, a great opportunity to speak with your uh, your audience here, so thank you.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, so please tell us uh, a bit about
1: yourself. Well, I was born in the United States and yeah. grew up in the United States. Um, hired out of college uh, by a company in Texas, called Texas Instruments. After three years, they sent me to Singapore. Yeah. And I just fell in love with living uh, the international lifestyle. So I uh, ended up staying and living in Singapore for 21 years, working for four different companies.
0: Yeah.
1: And then went off on my own and uh, was approached by a publisher, a a UK publisher, Mm -hmm. to write a book about corporate image and corporate image management way back in 1998. And uh, that was my first book, and so I, I've been writing ever since. So as you say, 22 books under my name and t- nine under a pseudonym. And, and now I help people publish books as well. So I have a little sideline business as a editor and a publisher of uh, people who uh, are writing pu- personal development books or professional development books.
0: Oh, wonderful. And uh, I believe someone who is watching this uh, is also... Uh, imagining himself or herself being an author one day, because I understand that each and every one of us have a story, have
1: a book inside of us. I, I would hope so. I hope I think everyone has two or three books inside themselves.
0: <laughs> so if uh, you do have your listener out there and you have a book that you would be wanting to write, uh, Steve is the right person to <laughs> talk to because he has the experience. It's always good to have someone who has the experience before you To guide you along the way. So uh, I see that you have a lot of experience. I mean, you've, apart from Singapore, you've been all around the world. (laughs) Where else have you been? I
1: I have. I've been, uh, well, I've lived in four countries. I've lived in the United States, Singapore, Australia, and and now I'm living in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, But I've traveled all across Asia, the Middle East. I've been to um, both Kenya, your home country, and Chad in Africa, Mm -hmm. uh, Kenya for holiday and Chad for training for business, Yeah. and uh, also uh, throughout Europe. So the only place I have not traveled is South America. And so that is obviously on my list. And now that I'm in Mexico City, um, and once the pandemic lifts and we can travel a bit more, South America, here I come. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And... uh...
0: Thank you very much. And you mentioned of uh, the pandemic. Now this has been a tough time for each and every one of us. I don't know whether you, where you are,
1: how stressful it has been well, it hasn't been too stressful for me, in honesty. Um, one, one, I've been working from home since nineteen ninety three. So, the pandemic, the lockdown, that was just kind of natural for me to be working from home. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, I took it, um, and I actually sat down with a lady in Mexico um, at the beginning of the pandemic, and and she was quite concerned about what she was going to do. And I said, well, let's put some plans together. And she was, I said, what have you wanted to do? And she was, well, I always had this book idea. Mm-hmm. Well, here's another book idea. And so she took my book idea, and I coached her. And she thought she'd take two years to write her book. So okay. we sat down in March, and we published her first book in August, Yeah. her second book in January, and her third book on March 8th, International Women's Day. So she's come up with three books in yeah. one year that we publish. And so it's just a matter of, I, I think it's mindset, quite frankly, Anthony, It's it's deciding that Look, it could e- I can either sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day long, or mm-hmm. I can I can do something. And in her case, she wrote book, and I I wrote two books um, during this period as well. So, and I helped two other authors write books. So I, you know, in the last what 15 months, I've helped bring seven books to the marketplace. It's just you know, oh. it is tough, but yeah, it's also an opportunity. And so it's how you look at life.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's it all depends on how you, you look at life. Even during the pandemic, that's when I wrote my first book. <laughs> yeah, it's great. See? Yeah. Same thing. And funny thing is that uh, I've been uh, thinking of writing a book for 20 years before mm-hmm. I now came to write the book during the pandemic. And the issue is I, I had that mindset and someone else out there when the challenges come like the pandemic, they have the mindset and they know how to face it and put it into productivity. And yes. the, the, the question is, we have a lot of people who are undergoing some challenges in, in life, like uh, job wise, you've been working from home, other people have been working from home. Yeah, it's okay. So they have an income, they have a source of living, but we have so so many people who had not had something during this pandemic, and they could have been very stressed and very anxious about their own life. Yes, I, I think these are the people that we need to uh, reach out to right now. And with the mindset that you have, and maybe some of what I have, we can yeah. do something that could be
1: helpful. I think so, and I you know, and I think an opportunity to volunteer—you have to have a reason to get up out of bed every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a positive reason to get out of bed every morning, and and if you have a goal of that, yeah. this is the time to to implement that. Uh, but that's why this book came out. I, you know, this book I published in June last year, uh, mm-hmm. how stress and anxiety impacts your decision making, yeah. and the the pandemic is very stressful yeah. for a lot of people, and it is impacting their decision making. And and so that you know, the book has a lot of tips about how to overcome that, how to use mindfulness, um, how to use various techniques to get out and, mm-hmm. and control stress and control anxiety mm-hmm. and make those harder decisions. At least try something, whether you're a success or not, at least try it. Give it a go. Okay. I mean, you uh,
0: thank you very much. And before we even go to the solution, the tips and strategies to overcome the anxiety and, uh, and deal with it in the proper way, can we Uh, get from you some of the experiences that you may have uh, come across where the impact was negative? Maybe you can give us some few case studies.
1: Oh, um, in my life, things that have impacted me negatively? Not necessarily,
0: even from uh, observation.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of things. I mean, you know, I've been in the business world now for 40 plus years. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I coach people for probably the last 20 years, you know, you know, people lose their jobs. Right. Um, I lost my father eight years ago. I mean, that, you know, and he and I were very close. Um, yeah. And so, you, you know, this is, Hey, we read a quote today, very interesting about, you know, life is lumpy. Life is not smooth all the time. And, and yeah. we have to determine what's the difference between the, the lump in our throat We're nervous and anxious. What's the lump in our heart, which can be positive, like you fall in love, you meet somebody, you get excited about a project. That's the lump in your heart and the lump in your stomach, which is, again, that that a sign of nervousness or maybe lack of confidence. And, you know, life is not smooth, but Mm -hmm. in each case we can overcome it. And overcoming our challenges is probably some of the best part of what life is all about.
0: Yeah, definitely overcoming our challenges. So, uh, in 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 fact, because we are never, no one is assured of a smooth life. I mean, mm-hmm. no one goes through a smooth life. I think this is the reason why we need to go through the book and know each and every one of us, whoever is listening to this or watching this video, could be undergoing through some challenges. I mean. Mm-hmm. Because everyone is dying, is doing so, yeah, not not only uh, the uh, caused by the pandemic that has been ongoing, it could be in different areas of their lives. Sure. So we we'll would be very glad to start and hear some of the tips and strategies to overcome the, uh, the stress and anxiety.
1: Well, thank you. And the the first one is it's got kind of a story for you, but I if people take nothing else away from this interview is learn to become a first responder not a first reactor mm-hmm. so when i lived in singapore i learned to scuba dive yeah. and then i got i got trained up to rescue diver okay And the very first thing they teach you in rescue diving is do not just jump in the water somebody's yelling help 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 you know whatever or you see somebody in distress you just don't jump off the boat or off the shoreline and and go after them because you don't know there could be fishing nets there yeah. could be stingrays, there could be jellyfish, there could be um, obviously sharks in the water. I mean, you could put yourself in danger. So it's just like our firemen and the ambulance, you know, when they come across a bad car accident, they just don't jump out of their truck, their vehicle, yeah. rush to the scene. They stop, they pause. Is there fire? Is there smoke? Are there electrical cables? Can can they hurt, get hurt? Can somebody else get hurt? That's why they're called first responders. Yeah. So the way to handle stress is don't react to it. Mm-hmm. Learn to respond to it. So Take 10 seconds, breathe, uh, ask good questions, uh, particularly if you're in business. Uh, don't People in business expect to make snap decisions all the time. Man, that's what we're paid for, make decisions. But that's not necessarily the right way to do it. Pause, ask good questions. What, what about this situation? How can we handle this? What are our options? Um, because quite frankly, under stress, the brain goes, it, the brain reacts two ways, one, when we're emotionally, and we've all, I'm sure you've been, I and mean, everyone's always said to themselves, I was so angry, I couldn't think straight. I mm-hmm. was just, I was so mad, I couldn't think straight. Yeah. And it's true, because when we get angry, the back part of our brain, where yeah. the amygdala is, takes over from the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex is the rational part of our brain. Yeah. And so it takes about 10 seconds when we make a conscious decision I'm not going to lose my temper or I'm not going to, I'm not going to get emotional here. I'm going to control myself. It takes about 10 seconds for the front part of the brain Mm -hmm. to take over for the back part of the brain. So that's, that's why I say the first decision is to get yourself under control Mm -hmm. and don't make emotional decisions. Don't react to stress. Yeah. Respond to stress. Respond. Respond. Yeah. So be, be a first responder. That's my message.
0: Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Because, uh, and how does that, <laughs> because uh, some of the things that uh, come to us, they come to us by surprise. H- how do I always be ready? How, how should I always be ready that when something negative comes to us, I don't react, rather I respond to it? No,
1: uh, no, 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 our, no, our reactions. Um, and, you know, you live in Athens, you said, and, and the, the most important two words in history ever written are on the top of the Apollo temple. Yeah, and it says know thyself. Yes, know yourself. Know what your reaction is. Know what triggers you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for some people, it's being interrupted that yeah. triggers you. You can for somebody who wants to finish your sentence for you. For other people, it's if you're not listened to. Mm-hmm. Uh, for others, it could be the phone ringing. I still to this day, um, I was trained at Citibank. Uh, we had to answer our phone within three rings because we were a very customer focused organization, mm-hmm. and even today, if I'm in an airport and I hear somebody's phone ring the third time, I, st- I, I can't help myself. I kind of look like, and then it rings a fourth time. I, mm-hmm. Now I've learned because it used to upset me. Now mm-hmm. I learn to keep my mouth shut. But before, you know, 20 years ago, I'd look at the person like, aren't you going to answer your phone? Because yeah, <laughs> it would trigger me. It was mm-hmm. a trigger. And um, so know what triggers you. And there are various things. You know, if somebody cutting you off in traffic triggers you. Uh-huh. understand that and then make a conscious decision: do I really want to ruin the next 20 minutes of my life or the next couple hours by being angry because yeah. somebody cut in front of me mm-hmm. or do I want to just say go, go on and we have to change our patterns if we yeah. don't change yeah. our patterns mm-hmm. then we're going to react the same way so you have to consciously know and look we're not perfect, we all still get upset sure, sure. Get yourself when you are getting upset and then say okay I'm gonna breathe, I'm gonna relax uh-huh. and in a, if you'd like in a few minutes I can teach your audience a little breathing exercise that will help them get under control and okay. it takes it takes just a minute to do so.
0: Yeah that would be good. okay Yeah so uh, that's good and uh, we appreciate that. Now let's go to tip number two.
1: Tip number two is breathing. We, we all breathe. We breathe oh, all day long. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but we're not thinking about it. And so <laughs> this is what the Navy SEALs do. And, and none of us have a more stressful life than a Navy SEAL, I don't think. Um, maybe at times. Yeah. The, so number two is the Navy SEALs. It's It's counting to five. And all they do is it's called box breathing. They breathe in for five seconds very deeply. And hold it for five seconds. Yeah. And then a big exhale. You're exhaling more than normal for five Mm -hmm. seconds. And then hold the exhale for five, three, four, five. And then repeat that. Now, they repeat it for up to five minutes. Um, I repeat, I do this, and you can modify it for yourself. I do this in in eight seconds, um, eight, 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 for like two minutes, particularly like before I board an airplane. Like travel is stressful these days. Um, In fact, for the last few years, mm-hmm. so I can just stand there and I can look out at the tarmac, you know, watch the people with their little flashlights and flags, and watch the planes go around. All I do is I just breathe in, yeah, breathe out, and no one knows what I'm doing. I, you know, it's it's not weird. No one's yeah. paying any attention to you. You're just standing in line, and you just you can do this in a meeting. Mm-hmm. You can do this in, the, in your office. You can do this in your family. You know, you can do it while you're watching television. If you're upset with your spouse, or your children, or at the TV show itself, if, it's, if you get upset, the TV show, turn it off. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but just pre, purposeful, because what happens is the body automatically starts to calm itself down, uh-huh. just from, and your blood pressure lowers. You're, uh, you start to put dopamine in your system, which is a, the good chemical, the happy chemical. And, yeah. and so and you're just getting yourself under control. So that's tip number two. Oh, thank you. And oh, wonderful.
0: Pardon me? Oh, thank you and wonderful. Now, at this point, I see that uh, we should not react. We should respond right and secondly we should be consciously and deliberately breathe in a systematic way yes in these two things i'm observing that is about being conscious of yourself like you said before is about knowing thyself hmm. and uh, yes i had someone say think what you think uh, we just don't allow our minds and our thoughts to wander from here to there, but we be conscious about the way we live, about the way we respond to situations and what action we take to respond to those
1: situations. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I love that, think what you think. And then question what you think I would add to that. I mean, I always tell people, <clears throat> if you're having a thought, ask yourself, is this thought benefiting me? Mm-hmm. Is, this th- is this thought helping me? Yeah. Is, this help, is this thought helping me advance? Mm-hmm. Or is this, is this a thought that's not doing any of those three things? Now, what can I do with that thought? I can change my thought. Yeah. So if I have a thought, you know, again, we all get angry. Getting, <clears throat> we all get emotional. And mm-hmm. if you ask yourself those three questions, say, well, no, this is not really helping me. This is yeah. not advancing me. This is not helping me grow. Uh-huh. Then why do I want to keep this thought? No, let's get rid of this. Think of something else. Um, and sometimes it's just look out the window and change your perspective. Yeah. Sometimes it is is just have to say, you know what? I have to admit I'm upset about this situation. I need to calm down. I will deal with this later. Yeah. And I'm not going to deal with this now. I'm not going to let myself be emotionally hijacked.
0: Yeah. And
1: I'm not going to, again, goes back to the first one. I'm not going to react. Uh-huh. I'm going to respond later. When, it's, when I'm in better control. And in the meantime, as you're waiting, breathe. Yes, yes. <laughs> breathe and uh, uh, the next tip, go outside. Mother Nature is the best cure that we have. Um, go outside for five minutes, get some fresh air, if if it's not obviously too cold where you're living, if it is, just look out the window, but do anything. Don't look at a mobile device. Don't look at an electronic device. Just look out the window, see if there's any birds flying around. Just be observant. In other words, change your thinking from yourself. Yeah. To what's happening outside if you can go outside five minutes of sunshine on your hands your face warm up your body again again obviously if it's not too hot but five minutes most people can stay stay in the shade if you have to mm-hmm. but um yeah mother nature again that those when you get that sun you get that warmth you look outside and your mind starts looking at nature and you see if somebody's walking their dog or again if birds are flying or if the wind's blowing you know the clouds look at that. remember when we were children Mm -hmm. Wasn't it fun to sit on the ground and talk. You see that cloud. It looks like a lion. You see that cloud. It looks like a balloon, you know, and and we were happy. And so look at the clouds. Just watch the cloud patterns and and, uh, take your mind off things for five minutes, seven minutes. Yeah. Now you're Now you're you've calmed down. You're in a better state. You're less stressful. Reduce some of your anxiety and now go back and either face the situation or again make a conscious decision. I'm gonna I'm gonna face this this afternoon or I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep on I'm gonna deal with this tomorrow. Or if I have to deal with it now, at least I'm now I'm in a better place to deal for deal with it. Ah wonderful. So uh, how many tips are you going to share with us? <laughs> Maybe Well, <laughs> I'll give you two more. I'll give you two more. Um, yes. one, stress is not always bad. Okay. So so there's good stress. I mean, athletes always tell, you know, that when they get themselves pumped up or they get themselves um, motivated or a stressful situation in a game, uh, that can be good for some of us. hmm we procrastinate until we get a deadline because we do better work under deadlines and under the stress of a deadline, but that's mm-hmm. also not healthy for us. So, so all stress is not bad. So you can, some stress can be good. Yeah. So understand that and understand the differences, whether it's helping you. Again, it's like mm-hmm. your thoughts. Is this stress helping me or is this stress hurting me? Mm-hmm. And the last one, again, even if at your home and, and you see me doing it here, is enjoy Use your senses. I'll, this coffee has a little bit of cinnamon in it. So if I was stressful, you're asking me questions that were very stressful and I'd go like this. <laughs> and I'd smell that cinnamon and I would just focus on that cinnamon for about 10 or 15 seconds. And again, take me. Wow, what a nice smell that is. You'll, even at the office, you can do that whether you're having a cup of tea, uh, if you're having something to eat, you know, yeah. feel the texture. If you're having an apple, just you know, feel the texture of the apple or your slice um, peeling an orange, feel it, feel the skin of the orange and just put your mind. One of the things people need to understand your mind can only focus on one thing at mm-hmm. a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, and I'd love to talk about multitasking with you later, if you'd like, but so if your mind is focusing on how the cinnamon smells, yeah, it can't, Focus on the kids are screaming in the background or Anthony's questions are too difficult or this interviews running long. I got another call coming up or any of those. The mind can't focus on those things, which, by the way, none of those things are happening here. Mm -hmm. But that is, is that's what mindfulness is about. Mindfulness is being fully present and being aware of your your body, your thoughts, your sensations and the environment around you. And mindfulness is not about meditation or doing yoga or any of that. So mindful, being just mindful, being fully present is another way of reducing stress. And again, you can do that with a beverage at your desk or at home or anywhere you want.
0: Yeah. And it's about uh, the focus that you talk
1: about. And
0: uh, I agree with you when you say that uh, we do not actually, when we mention about multitasking, it's not that we are doing two things at the same time. It's only that we have two things which we are switching from one, 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 one to the other. And uh, I had someone give uh, the example of a computer. So, I mean, we, we assume that the computer is multitasking but the actual fact is that the computer is working simul- uh, I mean, one thing at a time, only at a very high speed.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and, or, or like your apps on the phone. Yeah. You're, you can have five apps open, but you only one app is working at one time. And uh-huh. and, and then you're, you have to switch between apps. Uh, you know, if you're messaging and doing WhatsApp and then going to LinkedIn or whatever, or going to Facebook, but you can only operate one app at a time. Yeah. Uh, and the phone can only operate one app at a time. And so you're absolutely right. All you're doing is switching. And that's not good for our brains. Uh, it's not good. Why? Uh, two things um, one it burns our brain out mm-hmm. um, well actually three things second it, it it prevents us from focusing on any one task at a time mm-hmm. and there's a great quote from a lady named uh sandra bond chapman and she started the institute of brain health at the university of dallas and she said that multitasking is as toxic to our brains yeah. as smoking is to our lungs and we now and look out for the last 40 years, we've learned how bad smoking is to our lungs. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of research, Stanford University research. It says when we are multitask, when we frequently multitask like daily, um, we are training our brains uh, to, to not focus. And also that we are not as efficient when we're multitasking. And even surprisingly, we're no longer as efficient when we're not multitasking. So it has an impact even when we're not multitasking. But the real reason it's bad for particularly the younger generation, which I know multitask all the time, yeah. is it's training our brain not to focus. And the inability to focus is one of the first indicators of Alzheimer's disease and dementia. So basically our younger generation, this is going to be a societal issue, are training their brains not to be able to learn to focus. And as a result, that is, they're increasing their risk for dementia and Alzheimer's when they get in their 60s and 70s. So that's why it's bad.
0: Ah, okay. So do you also think that uh, multitasking could uh, be one of the great causes of uh, some negative
1: stress and uh, the anxiety? Definitely. And when we're talking multitask, we're really talking about cognitive multitasking. Look, any of us can, uh, watch a TV show and eat at the same time. That's not, you know, we can functionally we can cook, cook on the stove, and answer a children a child's question or have a conversation with somebody while we're cooking on the stove. But yeah. it's really cognitive multitasking that we're talking about. And yeah, I, I do believe, I do believe, I think, uh, I think the pressure to multitask is um, in the workplace, particularly is is one of the causes of increased stress okay. in the workplace. You know the. American Psychological Association came out um, in 2019 Mm -hmm. with a report that said uh, work stress, and this is United States information, but work stress uh, is the number one um, stress factor in people's lives. Yeah, and. If you go back 20 years ago, that was not true. 20 years ago, the top two, and it kind of went back and forth between the years, the top two was family relationships, whether that was with your spouse, with your teenage children, with an adult, with their own parents, but any kind of or siblings, So, family relationships or monetary issues. Okay. Now, this is pre-pandemic research. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so workplace was the number one cause of stress in American lives. Um, and that's, uh, that's a sad commentary on where we where we're gone as a society. But, um, so one thing the pandemic has taught us, like you mm-hmm. know, one of the good things that has taught us is that, hey, we're all in the same boat. I, I was coaching a guy, uh, I don't know, six, seven months ago. And he said he had this great experience, because um, you know, he, was a, he was a senior executive okay. and he was talking with one of his staff and he couldn't understand why his staff was always late with information, everything during the pandemic. And then one day his internet went out because um, he, he, he his, his wife and his two children, the two children were doing schooling from home and his internet couldn't handle that. And now he understood what his employees were going through who did not have, you know, lived in the same wealthy neighborhoods and had the same internet so they had less capability. And so he now learned to be empathetic and understand that hey, you know what, we're all human beings, we all have other issues that we don't talk about. Yeah. and so I think one thing is coming out of this pandemic hopefully is that some people I think a lot of people are starting to reevaluate their life and saying, well what's my priority and is, is it is my priority work 60 hours a week mm-hmm. uh, for a company I mean we had a, we had a report in January this year that um, people at Goldman Sachs the, the banking firm were working 100 hour weeks. Mm-hmm and we're getting totally burnt out. And that's not acceptable. No organization should even allow that, much less encourage it. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. So there's some negatives and some positives coming out of the pandemic. And this is what I was thinking
0: about. When you mentioned that the biggest stress of days is the workplace, and then back then it was the relationships, family and things uh, to do with the finances. And right. money. now the pandemic, <laughs> and i don't i don't know how this uh, goes but the pandemic has now brought the work home where there is and uh, some reduced sources of income in some in some cases so that could be even more stressful now that work is being done here we have some communication issues with my wife and my children are giving me a challenge yeah that could be really stressful bringing all the stressors together you know it is
1: It is. Uh, and then that, that's again why I, I published a book last year to help people overcome that stress. There's no doubt the pandemic um, has added more stress to our lives. Uh, uh, I talked to a lady yesterday, um, and, and a new client of mine, and she lives in the New England area of the United States. And I asked her, When are you guys going back to the office? And she's not to the fall. And she was so, she sounded so depressed about it. I said, it Sounds like you're getting tired of it. And she goes, You know what? Mm-hmm. I've gone from working from home to living at work (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's how she sees it now she's her her living room is basically her office now and and she's living living in the office effectively and then we talked about that some ways to getting around that Mm -hmm. but yeah the the other thing the pandemic has done and and again our brain when our brain is under prolonged stress yeah there's a part of our brain that controls um emotional outbursts okay. and under prolonged stress that part of our brain literally gets smaller mm-hmm. and this prolonged stress and what we saw say six eight months into the lockdown situations we already saw things like um increase alcohol abuse mm-hmm. increase increase eating yeah. increase obesity and unfortunately increase family violence Mm-hmm. And part of that is, is for some people, they're just not able to cope. That, that part of the brain is no longer able to cope mm-hmm. um, and control. And, and so they, they turn to food, they turn to binge eating, they turn to alcohol or drugs, or on, on, in worst cases, they turn to you know, hitting, hitting other family members because they, they lose their temper. They, they can't yeah. control it. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, as much as the governments around the world have done a, a pretty good job of you know, trying to help people out financially where they can, Mm-hmm. I think people, hopefully, or the government officials need to start thinking that this is going to have long-term societal impacts. We need to start. Governments need to switch their mindset to saying, "Okay, how are we going to handle these mental health issues mm-hmm. long-term?" Yeah. And you know, they're going to start popping up in three years from now, five years from now, um, pre-pandemic. Here again, in the United States information, pre-pandemic, the American Medical Association, again, the American Psychological Association, were predicting mm-hmm. that Alzheimer's and dementia and stroke would increase by 60% between mm-hmm. the year 2020 and 2030. Now that's pre-pandemic, 60% increase. And mm-hmm. there'd be over 10 million Americans dealing with Alzheimer's by the year uh, 2030. Yeah. Now again, Those numbers are only going to increase as a result of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is going to be a societal issue.
0: And it's understandable uh, because of, I mean, yeah. But even when we are back into normal, things are still stressful in very many instances for different reasons. So yeah, it's going to increase and we expect it to increase. And this is why we thank you for coming up with this book which I know you've not given us all the tips. There are still more tips in the book.
1: There's a lot of tips in the book.
0: (laughs) This is why we should go and get the book and uh, use it to help us to deal with stress and anxiety and prevent it from bringing the negative aspects that you put forth. Absolutely. So where can people find your book?
1: It's on Amazon, like every other author, um, in both paperback and Kindle formats yeah. uh, i kept this book this is the first book it's not leadership based so um this book is for everybody it's 10 it is for leaders but it's it's for day-to-day people mm-hmm. all the tips you can use both in your professional life and your personal life i've kept it short I've, I've kept it really aimed at the general public and i've kept it low i think i if i recall right it's less than 15 dollars on amazon uh, okay. i think the kindle price is less than seven dollars I, I, I thank can't you for that, that. Yeah, I purposely, I'm not trying to make money with this book. I don't expect to make money with this book. Uh, This is more me trying to make a message out there, trying to, look, my father suffered from early Alzheimer's um, Mm -hmm. before he passed away. And I was his primary caregiver. And I can tell you it is financially and emotionally devastating to Mm -hmm. care for your parent uh, when they're in that early stage of Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of, sharing what I learned, caring for my father, the research I did, um, and trying to help other people so they don't have to go through what I did. Yeah, uh, and that's very good of you,
0: very thoughtful of you giving us this a wonderful gift. And yeah. I, also, I also hear you mention about working with clients, you know, helping them to apply the tips that you've been given already and uh, some that we've not had. Yeah. So how does the, uh, how, do, how do you work with them? How do they get to you? How do you arrange the, 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 the sessions and things like that?
1: Well, professionally, I mean, you can reach me. My website is called CalienteLeadership.com. Yeah. Caliente is C-A-L-I-E-N-T-E. Mm-hmm. It's a Spanish word that means hot but it also means passionate and I'm passionate about leadership. So um, my contact details are there. I do one-to-one coaching sessions. I'll do group, group coaching sessions um, uh, as well. And so that's usually uh, when people contact me through there, there's also resources on, on my website. I, yesterday I uploaded, I think 30 articles about mm-hmm. brain health, about mm-hmm. decision-making yeah. onto my, I upload the links onto my website. <clears throat> so under, under, excuse me, Okay. <clears throat> under the resources section mm-hmm. and <clears throat> there'll be articles you just click on the link it takes you to the actual article on the website so um, I'm just trying to get information out there for people
0: yeah. yeah and that will be very useful to the listeners and those who are watching when yeah. they get to hear the videos and uh, read the articles that yeah. provided to us so that's very good of you and very kind of you and we appreciate well, thank you Anthony. we do appreciate you but before you go leave us. With a parting shot.
1: A parting shot. Uh, well, I think part of look, part of this is giving back. I mean, Anthony, you're a good example. You're giving back to the book world. You wrote your first book. You're giving back to authors. You give. In, in my case, with the book, um, you know, I, I try to share the information I had, mm-hmm. I recover my costs with the printing costs. But have a purpose in life. Have a purpose that's bigger than you. Yes. And my my last very last comment is, and you talked earlier about the new reality. change everyone change your mindset Mm -hmm. we don't want to go back to the old reality Mm -hmm. we don't want to accept the new reality yeah wake up tomorrow morning and ask yourself how can I make this a better reality yeah and I think I think we can I mean I think work-life harmony not work-life balance but work-life harmony is going to come out of the pandemic for those who sit and, and evaluate what's important in my life do I do I really need to purchase everything or, to, or should I spend more time on experiences? Should I think about my long-term brain health? Mm. How can we make this a better reality coming here? Because we've, we've been consumed by consumerism, by capitalism, by, you know, always trying to grow faster and faster and have more and more stuff. And, and you know, and, and that worked for a while, but, and maybe for many people, that's still what they want. Yeah. But for a lot of people, it's going to be how do I how do I grow myself? How do I grow my family? How do I grow my spirituality? Mm-hmm. How, how do I grow? You know, what hobbies do I want to do? Um, how can I have harmony in my life? Not balance. Yeah. So that's my last that's my last thought for your audience. Oh, so say we cannot have balance, but but we can have harmony. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I, I, uh, work-life balance is really a bad concept anyway, because <clears throat> you never had it at any one point in time. It was, you had to kind of look at it over a year. Yeah. You know, there are going to be times when you're spending 65, 70 percent of your, your time on work. Mm-hmm. and then There's going to be times when you spend 70 or 65% of your time on your personal life um your family your vacations whatever but at no one time did you ever really achieve 50 50 anyway but now think about harmony how you know working from home is, is fine for some people like you know, people they've saved themselves up to two hours of commuting time they, now how do you put that two hours to use mm-hmm. um don't don't again don't unless you want to if you really want to sit around and watch movies, and that's fine. But, and, you know, if you want to write a book, write a book. If you want to write a short story, write a short story. If you want to learn how to cook, take take those two hours a day and spend an hour and a half watching cooking shows instead of watching reruns of um, Big Bang Theory or something like that. Um, so utilize your time and create a, better, a, create a new and better reality for yourself.
0: Oh, that's very good of you. That's very good. To you who is listening there, you've had it all. And we have a very (laughs) great chance to connect with someone who's gonna either help us write a book, help us deal with stress, give us some leadership uh, guidance. What else could could you be asking for? Don't waste one more time. Connect with Steve, follow Steve and interact with him, read the articles and gain as much as you can. Invest in yourself. Don't Absolutely. Thank you, Anthony. And this is, the, this is the chance. Just use the opportunity and do it. So, thank you very much for being our guest. Thank you, Steve. We really
1: appreciate Thank you, Anthony. And thank you for having this program and for helping your audience uh, meet other authors around the world. And congratulations on your book as well.
0: Thank you very much.